0: Welcome to the Firewolf Podcast. This is Christy. It's Monday. We made it. We made it to another Monday in Ronaville. Rona Life. Rona Town. Vid, 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 would it be like, what's, what's the COVID Vimeo? I guess it would just be video? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Anyway, welcome. It's a podcast and i'm in the desert i'm in the desert thinking writing i was thinking about the writing process that i have been going through out here um i think a lot of it you know i've been learning a lot about writing on a different capacity out here let me just sit on the floor i'm pacing back and forth Uh, recording this intro and it's not going to do me any good. Let me just sit my butt down. Um, Which is what I think Corona is trying to do anyways, get us to sit our butts down, but I'm not really good at that. So I don't know about you guys listening, but I've been so anxious, angry, rambunctious. I've been doing more exercise every day, like, I've had to kind of split it up twice a day now, um, although this morning I was doing astrology stuff, but I've been having to kind of do morning and evening exercise just because I've been so full of angst and anger, and I, I know Mars is in shadow as of yesterday, the uh, so I'm recording this on Sunday, the 26th, July 25th. Mars entered shadow in Aries, and it's, you know, we're going to have Mars retrograde for a good while this year. It's going to be funsies, and then Mars is, Mars is in Aries for the rest of the 2020. I mean with Chiron right there in retrograde so what does that mean in layman's terms it means you know we're dealing with some uh rejection wounds we're dealing with those wounds that uh you know that did that heart piece of our heart that will never heal but we still get those soul things that teach us how to heal we get those soul lessons that come through on a, a very weird scale you know that is Mars retrograde, more Chiron retrograde, but Mars retrograde, it's going to be a lot of lessons, and I'm kind of scared because it's going, it's right in my sign, it's right in my third house, and I want it to be a good retrograde, I want it to be a good lesson. And Mars is also about our work ethic, you know, so... We have to look at our Mars signs, really, to kind of understand what our work ethic is. We have to look at our first house, our ascendant, to see, um, you know, how this is affecting us on a face-to-face primal basis. There was a lot of primal energy with Mars, and especially with Mars and Aries. Aries being the most primal s- sign in the zodiac, and... As an Aries, I can attest to, I can go. I've been listening, I listened to, um, you know, the song Zero to 100. Because I feel like that is exactly Mars and Aries. You can go zero to 100 really quickly, no matter what. And I'm just, you know, I'm thinking. But I'm really excited today because I have Byron Brooks on the podcast. He's a very good friend. He is also a really hard worker. If you want to talk about work ethic, Byron Brooks is probably one of the hardest workers I know. He is a father. He is a teacher. He teaches MMA. He works at an MMA studio thing. He'll, he'll explain what it is. I don't know how to talk about sports stuff. So, like, it's a place where the people go and then they do the MMA thing. And it's really cool. I, I went to his MMA studio. uh I guess, I don't even remember. It was before it had to have been it was 2019. I just don't remember if it was in the fall or in the Spring, cause my years and dates and things sometimes run together, but it was really cool because you know here we are in an MMA studio and we're doing comedy for friends and community members and MMA peeps, you know, and I thought that was really awesome because it's like, you know, I did I felt really out of place because. I said it in here, I eat a lot of carbs and I like cupcakes, you know, and I felt really intimidated because there were rings and punching bags and rooms with like mats and I was like, I haven't been in a gym like this before. Like there was a different energy to this kind of gym and I liked it. I liked the feeling and I would I don't know if I would ever do anything like that, but I know that a punching bag sure would be useful right now. <laughs> so I don't know. I Byron's a great guy, and he he's a great comic. And I I actually met Byron in in Baltimore. I used to host this open mic called Cut Your Teeth at the Lou Room in Zissimo's Bar, and I'm actually going to have the Lou Rooms creator on this week as well, Michael Fur. He's a great comic as well out of Baltimore. And uh, this is going to be a long week. I noticed that, you know, my scheduling, the way I, ha- I had scheduled my podcast, it's very dude heavy right now. And I have Jasmine Deshay coming on this week. I will be having Christine Levine on this week. So it's going to be I'm mixing up, you know, my my scheduling, but it, I had to kind of move some people around. I was rolling scheduling my podcasts, and, uh, you know, people that got moved, I had to just keep on moving. So, apologies. I generally try and keep everything, you know, I, I try and keep my schedules... Um, just uh, i roll them through so it's like i i try and keep everybody's the most recent recording out as the most recent podcast so much love i hope you enjoy this podcast and thank you byron for for calming me down and giving me some strategies for anxiety relief because i needed them during this time so hope you all enjoy have a great day bye
1: Hey, what's up? Hey, man. How's it going?
2: I am good. How you been?
1: You know, I've been good. <laughs> good,
2: good. It's been uh, weird here in uh, the Baltimore area. <laughs> They're shutting down everything. They just shut down everything again on uh, what in Baltimore City on Tuesday of this week. So no more comedy in the city for the moment.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. I thought there was a bunch of flooding going on. I didn't know what phase you guys were still in or out of in Baltimore.
3: Uh, Baltimore, surrounding areas of
2: Baltimore City are still, they didn't change anything, but Baltimore City itself went back to phase one. So they closed out a lot of the bars and establishments that had reopened and, you know, uh, masks everywhere, no social distancing um that county however and surrounding areas are a little bit lenient um as long as you know you're social distancing they don't they're, they're they've been gyms are still open um Magoobies is is open they've been having shows i think um roy woods jr is playing there tonight actually <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah 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 so how's, how's it where you are
1: I mean, I'm in the middle of the desert right now. I I'm deciding whether I should schedule a COVID test or or if it's too dangerous to even go into like a facility.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't know. Um, but I was gonna ask you, like, is the are you still working right now?
3: No, <laughs> I am not working right now. My um. My cut
2: boss, <laughs> who has been trying to get rid of me for like a year and a half now, finally figured out a way to get rid of me. So I've been Yay. unemployed for yeah, about well, it's been about two months now, um, which hasn't been that bad because I've been killing. Um, I've been doing the whole, you know, keeping the. I've been back focusing on the martial arts school and getting people in there and making graphics design for them. And we're, we're trying to get a whole code of mine started with uh, with a mix with a ground control name on it so that's kind of what I'm focused on now and trying to find a new job and writing comedy
1: <laughs> so we're yeah. are people so I know you're a trainer
2: uh-huh.
1: um and I wanted to ask you about so that's that you had you basically had three jobs right you yeah
2: yeah <laughs> yep I basically had three jobs i was I was doing comedy um I was doing I guess you would call it web design for a uh, BGE. And then I was doing, um, you know, the mixed martial arts thing, um, teaching teach Copey and the
1: coach and trying to get people signed up to that gym. Yeah. Are people still going to the gym?
3: Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, people, um, we were closed down
2: for uh, almost two months where nobody, we couldn't train or anything like that. Um, once they said that gyms were open with social distancing, we uh, started the gym back. Uh, we we started doing kickboxing outdoors. That way, you know, you have the fresh air. You don't have to be next to people like that. And um, with the with the jujitsu part, um, jujitsu is the is the exact opposite of social distancing. So you can't really do much about that. Um, but what we try and do is, you know, have um, sanit- sanitization stations. We um, we take people's temperature before they come in the door, you know, if you're not on the mat, you have to have on the mask, you yeah, know, wash your hands, um, you know, try and do as much as we can possible to, to, to keep it running and keep it safe as possible. But, you know, with this whole COVID thing, you know, it'll uh, happen.
1: Well, that's like, when I saw you at the gym, like that's a pretty big gym. I don't know anything about, <laughs> and anything about MMA. Or- we
3: we moved. We, we're downstairs
2: now. So but when you came to do the show um, for the um, at the gym, we were in the process of moving downstairs, the same area. We just got a bigger space downstairs, yeah. a lot cleaner, a lot more refined, got a lot of new equipment, um, new members. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, the gym's going, gym's going pretty well, believe it or not, for it being, you know, the whole COVID time.
1: And what – how did you, because I want to ask you all about MMA. I'm very interested. <laughs> no problem. Because yeah. when I met you, like, you're, I mean, you're so calm. And I really, I I like to be around you because it's like,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: your presence is just so calm, but you're a fighter. And I don't, like, I, I have been having a lot of trouble with a lot of, rage over this the last three weeks i'd say okay yeah and i was thinking about about you and i was like well you're a fighter like have you been having any kind of ups and downs with your emotions at all like has fight Uh,
2: absolutely absolutely with this whole COVID thing um i've to, it, on the on the outside, you know, I'm calm, and you know, people think I'm some type of dangerous person. But I, I really am a really sensitive person. Um, I think that's probably why I started fighting as uh, a way to control those emotions and a way to to get an outlet because um, I I come from a very chaotic, chaotic, chaotic background, and it's and it's it's usually it's none due to myself. Um, you know cause growing up um I lived in a military town where unless you were worked in a strip club joined the military or had a pawn shop there really wasn't any opportunity there so all we did was you know was break into break into vacant houses and do drugs <laughs> most of the time so um yeah i just i i, I feel like like I said it's i i'm I'm calm now because of the changes I made in my life, um, you know, joining joining a mixed martial arts school, um, meeting people who were going through the same things that I went through, I was just a knucklehead. Um, um, I, I, I'm basically, I, I like to, t- I like. To to, to tell my friends, like I'm Joey Diaz, Jr.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've been through a lot of the stuff that Joey Diaz has gone through. I just, you know, I, I think I got out of it a lot earlier than he did. Um, but yeah, I, I've gotten to a point now where, you know, I've experienced everything, so I, anything that happens in front of me now I've seen before, it's not gonna around me up. Um, you know, I, I love people. I love being around people. I love talking to people. <laughs> so, yeah, it just, uh, but, but yeah, uh, getting back to the, to the main question. Yeah, I've been, my emotions have been up and down with this whole COVID thing. Um, you know, um going into COVID um, with my job. I wasn't, I felt like I was being harassed. Um, I was on pins and needles with my job and I lost my job during COVID and then not having my outlet to, during that time. The gym was closed, um, bars, comedy clubs were closed, so I couldn't go out and do that. So I was, ooh, I was in a funk for about a month. Uh, then I started to realize, you know, I have, I, I, never really get to spend time much with my family. So I think I've rekindled the new relationship with my son. We go out fishing all the time. Um, I take him to the park all the time. Uh, he's teaching me how to swim, because I can't swim for shit. <laughs> so yeah um so there's been good ups and downs that come out of it i, I think i'm in a good place now um i'm active i'm still writing comedy had the gyms back open i'm able to lift weights and, and roll and choke people out so yeah I, things are back to normal for me now i guess
1: well, can i ask you what town did you grow up in byron i
2: grew up in uh fayetteville north carolina Which is um, right next to Fort North Carolina. My my dad was in the military; he retired there in Fayetteville. Um, He was he was in special forces, Vietnam vet. Um, I heard you talking. um, I listened to your podcast with uh, Jeff King. Yeah, yeah, basically the same the same type of area that he was talking about. How uh, it's, it's pretty much just boring there. You know, if you're not in the military, you don't have much to do. Um <laughs> yeah I I love that podcast I love Jeff Jeff's podcast with Matt. Uh but yeah same area he he was um he he basically was in the marine the marine area of North Carolina I was in the army area of North Carolina.
1: So. And then you said you kind of had some chaos like, I mean, I don't want to ask too deep, but I mean, no, 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 no,
2: no, 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 I, I'm, I'm an open book. (laughs) If anything, if anything people can learn from me and, and, you know, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, life, life in Fayetteville, um, I grew up, I didn't grow up in the, the hood. Fayetteville is a very prime ridden place, but I wouldn't say that I grew up in the ghetto or the hood or anything like that. Both my parents are together, they have good jobs. But I was very I was very wanting I was a very small kid, very skinny. I always wanted to be accepted by other people. So I was the type of guy who was willing to, you know, go across the go to and hang out at the in the, with the bad in the bad areas where I wasn't supposed to be you know, that's generally where you would find me, um, with kids I I shouldn't have been with. So I saw a lot of a lot of fucked up things as a child, um, shootings, um, involvement with gangs, uh, things like that. Um, but luckily for me, I was able to I had the means of being able, like I said, I could cross that track but then I when shit got too <laughs> when shit got too heavy, I was able to go back to Hey, let me go hang out with these guys who were, you know, you know, not not doing that shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, after that, I ended up going to college, um, dropped out of college um, due to just partying all the time, old habits die hard. Um, ended up coming back to Fayetteville, living there, um, having a horrible, horrible, horrible drug habit, and then deciding to move to Maryland. I moved to Maryland when I was twenty-four years old, and moved in with my brother. And then that was the—I would say—that was the first day of me becoming some type of civilized human being. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. Did you find MMA around
1: like that time as well?
3: Uh, well, you know, the funny thing is, I'm
2: a musician.
3: To be,
2: first and foremost, I've always. Played some type of musical instrument. I was playing piano when I was six. Uh, played the guitar, bass guitar when I was in high school. Um, care, you know, continued to play out of high school. No matter no matter what I was doing or, or how, if I was getting arrested or whatever kind of trouble I was in, I was always involved in some type of music. So when I got here to Maryland, that was the first thing that I really wanted to get into. So I found a band we were a pretty decent band. We played a couple of it's called three-legged monkey we played around the maryland area um but my drummer had a really bad drug drug problem um he ended up you know we'd show up to practice and he'd you know you know his snare drum would be pawned, or he pawned a cymbal, or he couldn't sh- he didn't show up because he was you know off somewhere with his, his heroin addict girlfriend. and then one day he ended up um he, he used to do carpentry, and he ended up cutting off his his index finger um, with a bandsaw, and that's what he uses to hold his drums. So we kind of figured, hey, you know, that was um, that was the end of my music. I was just so frustrated with with musicians and. And being in the, you know the drugs that come along with the type of music that I played, and there's a lot of drugs in heavy metal music, and I was done with that shit. I had been done with that shit, and I was just tired of uh, it. So I was sitting there uh, with my, I think who was it? Uh, my girlfriend at the time, my wife, watching because I always, I, I always kept up with, with martial arts, so I, I loved the UFC. And one day I was like, you know what? I have a martial arts background. I wrestled in high school. I'm, well, I, I, can, I can do this. And uh, ground control, mixed martial arts, was literally five blocks. Away. I, I used to live right in the city in Greektown. And they used to be right by the bus station um, over near Canton. So it was literally a mile and a half away from my house. Let me let me go up there and and see what that's all about and I've been there ever since and now <laughs> now I'm an employee and I have I have stock in the company. <laughs> yep.
3: Oh
1: man, I kind of feel like I don't know when I saw you there at the gym I was like oh this is his. like at first I thought. It was your gym. Like I really honestly Mm-mm. thought it was yours. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw you in the gym, I was like, This is his place. Like this is his <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's
2: it's definitely my home. I do not, not own the place, but um, you know, I I'm an employee of them. Um at one time I was managing and at one time mm-hmm. I was a coach and now I'm um I'm basically head of um i get paid by them i i uh, i'm head of signing people up so i'm in charge of getting people in the gym um i create all of their graphic designs their logos things like that and i'm in charge of selling all the products so i i get paid by them i'm not an owner but i do have you know i do have uh, um, some investment in the in in the
1: gym definitely
2: so the more people we have there the more people the more i get
1: paid i'm happy do you but when you teach like what do you teach like how do you teach
2: i'm qualified to teach everything at the gym um i've been there so long and i've 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 competed in just about everything but um my main job is to teach brazil Jiu-Jitsu, um which is for people who don't know who what brazil Jiu-Jitsu is i like to explain it as wrestling where the point is instead of pinning your opponent you're trying to make them say uncle so you're trying to make them tax So that that's that's my expertise. But I've, I've competed, I've competed in kickboxing. I've competed in wrestling. I have competed in, in a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, <laughs> I've competed in jiu at a at a world level. I've competed at, at Muay Thai kickboxing at a national level. So I have I have some credentials behind me. You know, being being there for 12 years. You know, as a Six years of it as a as a serious competitor. I, I've done some I've done some pretty cool traveled yeah. some pretty cool traveled some pretty cool places as well.
1: Where uh, did you travel?
2: Um. Oh, cool. Lots of lots of places. From I mean, Chiku has taken me to you know Europe. Uh, Lisbon. Lisbon uh, has taken me to Florida, Atlanta, Vegas, California twice, uh, New York. Um, you know, just and it's the cool thing about it is, yeah, you work hard and you and you go to these tournaments to compete, but you you it's even if you lose, the the experience is, is you can't match the experience. Um, you meet you always meet somebody new who's cool, who's doing the same thing you are. Um, you're always traveling to some place, and and despite if you win or lose say, say the, say the tournament was in Vegas. Like the last time we had a tournament in Vegas, okay, we lost, but we're in Vegas, like, let's <laughs> go have some fun, you know? Um, first time I was ever in long beach, California uh, was, a master's world tournament that I did. And I got to spend you know, time in, in long beach, CCO beach. And i would never been over there before. That was, that was such a great experience. Um, so yeah, I owe that all to this, you know mixed martial
1: arts. So, you twelve years you've been doing mixed martial arts. What brought you to stand up? Like how did you? Because I, I I feel like I watched you from a like the beginning. I think I feel like I watched you from the beginning. <laughs> so
2: so yes, I have an interesting story. I've always wanted to tell you this. I, uh, oh. So. What what brought me to comedy was I stopped competing. I, I have I'm 40 years old. At some point you can't get punched in the face. At some point you just don't want to compete against anybody anymore. I my enjoyment is being a coach and helping other people get better. Um, I don't I have nothing else to prove. I'm to that age where I don't I don't want to wrestle with young 20 year old guys who have endless energy. Um, so. I had to fill that void. Um, so I was, list- I, I was like once again, this is a uh, reoccurring thing. I was watching TV with my wife <laughs> and I was on Netflix and I've always been a comedy fan ever since I was a little kid. I've always loved stand-up comedy, but until the whole podcast boom, I didn't realize that um, comedians weren't actors. I always thought that you had to be an actor, and then all of a sudden you're you're a famous actor. Then you can go get your you know your comedy special, or whatever. I didn't know there was comedy clubs. I didn't know there was open mics and things like that until you know Joe Rogan podcast and Joey Diaz podcast and things like that. So, I decided. You know, I've been listening I've been listening to Joe Rogan podcast because he's a UFC commentator. So I learned I started learning about comedy from him. I started watching Netflix specials. And one day I was watching Netflix special and I turned it off and I said, This person is not funny. I can do this. <laughs> and I literally the next day started writing writing material. Um I wrote material for about two months before I got the nerve to go to an open mic. And the first open mic I went to was the um, was the sidebar open mic. Um, little did I know that they hate people there? And even if you get there <laughs> way early and put yeah. your name first on the list, you aren't going to go until last. <laughs> so I uh, I got there like thirty minutes before they even said it was supposed to be there. Like I think the um, they said sign up was at seven thirty. I was there at seven, put my name on the list and. Know, other people kept getting called, and other people kept getting called, and I kept drinking, and I kept drinking, and I kept drinking until by the time they um, called me, I was totally obliterated drunk. I had I'd forgotten half my material. I just went up there. I think I stayed up there for about two and a half minutes before I said, this is horrible. I'm never going to do this again. Um, and I went home with my tail between my legs. I was so, I was so upset. I was really so upset. And then um, I would say two weeks later, I went on that sidebar um, form again, and I saw you had posted something saying, cut your teeth open, Mike. And I saw that you had po- posted no – what did you post? You said
1: um, – new, ma- new material, no material.
2: New material, no material, no pressure. And I said, "This sounds this sounds nice." And I and I looked. At, I saw it was hosted by you. I looked you up on Facebook, and I was like, "This lady looks nice." <laughs> so I, got, I contact. I contact. I believe I sent you a message, and, and I, I slid your DM, and I said, "Hey, you know, um, can I get my name on the list or whatever? I'm coming there. You're whatever." And you were like, "Awesome, come in." And I came in. I didn't drink, I did my material, and I got a couple of chuckles, and I remember after I got off the stage, you came up to me and said, that was really good, please keep coming back, I feel like uh, you might, you might can do something. And that always stuck with me, and I kept coming back, I I strictly only came to your open mic for about four months before I even went to anybody else's open mic. And I was there every
3: Thursday. <laughs> you're probably sick of seeing me. <laughs> no. Oh, man. I didn't
1: know that. Well, the thing is, I didn't fucking know that. I just thought you're cool. Like, I you can tell. I don't know. Like, comics, I can, I don't know. I, I'm sure because you worked 12 years and you were, you know, training and like, you know when you can smell somebody, like, I don't know how to explain it, but you just, something about their aura, just, you can tell their, um, for lack of better terms, like, they're really there to do work. Does that make yeah. sense?
3: Yeah, I was, I was
2: there to do work. I wasn't there to, I mean, I really wanted to make friends and meet new people, but my main focus was to go there, get on stage get my new material um take notes listen to other people like i it, it was i was there on a mission like definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you work really hard like that's the thing that like i i didn't well that makes me i mean after this week of me being such a cunt, thank you for saying that <laughs> 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 but, Believe me, that's the only one, that's, like, one nice thing I've ever done. So, thank you for <laughs> that I think you're such a hard fucking worker. And um, I generally, like, I think you're so, uh, like, there's some kind of methodical way about you. Like, with Jeff, like, the same thing when I was talking to Jeff the last podcast. It's, like, you just can tell people have this vibe about them. And... I don't know how to explain
3: it other than it survived. It survived, man. You know uh, I, I just think it's, it's
2: it's for me it's just experience doing other things. I I know what it takes to get good at something and all it takes is just showing up. You know, you just show up do it as much as you can. Every time you're gonna get better. I think uh, a lot of the comedians in the Baltimore area. I think it, it's because they're younger. I mean, there's not a lot of comedians in my in my age de- demographic. Um, most of them are in their mid and you know mid late twenties, um, but they don't. They think it's a. I think they feel like it's a it's a fast track to a next week special. Like, you know, I've been I've been doing comedy for a year. I should be getting paid. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> like, or I've been doing comedy for five years. I should have Netflix specials by now. And I'm like, look, man. All these people that that you look up to that have Netflix specials and have HBO specials and stuff. They've been doing it thirty years. Like, like slow your roll. Just, just ha- learn, do your best, and have fun at it. This, I, I mean. I I feel like if if I'm not having fun and I worry too much about money, um, me being you know three years in, it's just I'm I'm not gonna like
3: it anymore. You know
2: I'm I'm, I'm in the comedy because I want to get better at something that I think is one of the hardest art forms in the world, and I want to have fun with it. I want to meet people. I want to make people laugh. You know, um, I, the last thing I'm thinking about is money. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean it's... I mean, even when you are thinking about money, it's like, I I try and tell people, I've had people ask me, like, how do you make money in comedy? And it's like sometimes, I mean, (laughs) 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 you're breaking even or even if you get paid that day, you're still in the negative because, like, I mean, Byron, I remember, um, I think I went to West Virginia we made a hundred dollars between myself and opener and Mm -hmm. we split between the two of us. And I think with that $100, you know, we just, we got
2: (laughs) (laughs) food on the way there, food on the way back. Yeah.
1: Exactly. It's just like, you know, so it's, yeah. I mean, is it, is MMA? I'm sure when you did music, what year were you doing music in Maryland?
2: Um, I would say between two thousand and four and two thousand and eight, so about four four years in you know mid two
1: thousand. Did you ever play the Thunderdome?
2: No, I did not. I played Auto Bar. I played um, um, the Shamrock Inn. Um, we played some places. We played, we played um. The parking lot of a Ravens game, <laughs> and we did all Ozzy covers,
3: <laughs> but
2: yeah, that, I haven't played it, summer, though, though. but uh, yeah, that was, that was fun. But just like, just like that, it's no money in it, you know, you just do it. Cause you love it. You do it. Cause you, you, you want to be in front of people and want anything, you know, the money, the money comes with it, you know, will come later. That's what, that's what I learned about jiu-jitsu. Like, I learned, like, I learned that from jiu Like, I've been with them for 12 years. You know, if I, for the first three, four years, I was in the hole. I was paying a membership. I was paying equipment. I was playing travel. I was traveling to Philadelphia to train with special people. And when people see that you're putting that hard work in, They'll give you money. You don't even have to ask for it. So by the five, six-year mark, um, I went from paying a membership and doing all this traveling and paying for that to, okay, um, you don't have to pay a membership anymore. You know, teach the kids class. Oh, you're, you want to do this competition? You've been busting your ass. We'll pay for your travel. You know, things like that. And it's where I literally have a state. You know, just if you work hard and you show people that you're working hard and you keep your nose to the grindstone, you know, the money will come. The, money, the It has to. It's automatic.
1: You're a really hard worker, man. Like, I really do. I still keep up with you to make sure, like, you're doing okay because I know. You're
3: <laughs> right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Because <laughs> I do have my mental breakdown, so don't so, don't <laughs> get it twisted. <laughs> yeah, I do have my breakdown,
2: but I really do.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna ask you. I don't mean to like put you on the spot, but is there a way to like teach people? Like, would you ever be open to teaching like martial arts on like Instagram or Facebook or anything like that? Yeah.
3: Absolutely i mean uh
2: the the I could teach a lot of things. I think what I would love to teach is kind of hard to teach on on you know on the internet because you need another partner with you um, but um yeah i would I could definitely teach some martial arts stuff, especially if it's striking kickboxing type stuff um techniques things like that, actually, on YouTube, I do have a couple of instructionals on some jiu-jitsu techniques um if you if you look up you know ground control owens mills you'll find them um but yeah i mean especially right now in the, in the rona at times when i don't have comedy to do like uh that's that's something that would be awesome I yeah
1: i i really feel like because i was i was also like thinking about like when you said you keep showing up, you literally are the type of person who, like, if you have a bit, the thing that I really love about you is that you'll come back the next week and you'll tweak that bit and you'll make it, you'll kind of turn it around. And not mm-hmm. a lot of, like, I know comics that, like, the way that you if do the, if it. If they
2: don't get a, yeah, if they don't get a laugh, they just throw that bit away. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. It would the way I feel is you. If you think it's funny, somebody else is going to think it's funny, but you probably just didn't word it right. Because in your head, you think this is hilarious. So why do I think this is hilarious? It's not because it's not funny. It's because I'm just not telling it to you people the right way. So yeah, I would. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I noticed about comedians too, especially in the Baltimore area, like. If they didn't get a laugh, or they get just a little chuckle, they they throw that away. If I get a little chuckle that I eye, my eyes light up like, oh okay. Next week I'm going to get even bigger chuckle. Next and the week after that I'm going to have everybody rolling. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it,
3: it, yeah, it, it I, I don't. Get, I just don't give up on jokes. See, I think people give up on jokes way too
2: easy. Yeah
1: and i love that dedication like i i do want to ask like, Do you still play uh do you still play piano as well and you said guitar do you still play yeah. um i like-
2: don't play i don't play guitar, um piano anymore but i have um three guitars downstairs a bass um i have a drum set i have recording equipment so i'm 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 fully ready to for a band if they need me
1: You have a whole show in your home, Byron. You've got like.
3: All right. Do you you know? Um. Do you know? Um. Mike Moran.
1: I do.
2: We are going to. Well, we had planned a um, concert, a cover band concert. We were going to cover Marilyn Manson. Do a like a a cover show with about eight songs. We were going to have comedians before it. And then we're going to do eight Marilyn and songs afterwards. It was going to be me, Mike Moran, and Rose Wineshank. Aww. Yeah, and uh, that kind of fell through with the whole corona times. But, yeah, we've uh, me and Mike have actually gotten together and, and, and played some music quite often. Uh, we're going to do a death Deftones cover. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't say much about the music thing because I, I'm – after my last band, I kinda of have this, you know, this spoiled feeling in my stomach about musician other musicians and stuff. But after meeting good people like Rose Vine Shake and, and, and um Mike Moran and, and Mike G, um, you know, I, I definitely have delved back into the to the music world.
1: Well it's just so interesting because this, see that's why you're fascinating because Like when I, I'm telling you, when I walked into your gym, I was like, oh, I'm in a different world right now. Like this is (laughs) is something like, like I, I like, I I was the carb addict in me was like, I don't think they like people. Like Like they're going to watch me with like, like I walked up to the, what was it? What's the thing? What's that thing? The ring. The ring, ring, yeah.
3: A ring, <laughs> yeah.
1: and it was yep. so. I was like, "This, this is something magical. This is like a whole other magical place. Like you could feel it just walking through that gym, and like I think that I hope that you see like what you have because it's like I don't. It know is. It's
2: is. another. It's another home. Like and there's so many. There's so much history about uh, the place that specifically that you went into. Um you know, when when it was small and it was just me and, and my coach Ryan Mack, and there just taking the fair of the place. I remember nights where um Ryan couldn't make um he couldn't make his rent he was he this was before he was married and, you know, he was just over there struggling and having me help him as a manager trying to keep that place open and he'd sleep Remember that little, when you walk in, there was a little room with mats, and then there was a big room? Yeah. He'd get a, he'd get a pillow and sleep in there. That was his home. Wow. Like, and
3: I'd, I'd wake up, I'd go there and wake him up in the morning, and, and you know, we start training people. Yeah, this will, there's a lot of
2: history behind that place. I I I was very scared that, that we were going to shut down because of the whole coronavirus thing, but now that I see that, you know, people still want to train, and we're still doing okay. Um yeah, I just I hope that place doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> that's my it's my second home. There's so many stories out of that out of that place. Yeah. And that's honestly that's not even the first. I actually started at the ground control the ground control in Baltimore. Um, what happened was after about two years, Ryan Mackin, who was one of my training partners um went to Owens Mills to take over that gym. And after a couple of months of being there, he decided he needed some help. So he said, Hey Byron, why don't you you know, you come over here and help me with the school and I've I've been there ever since. So yeah, it's definitely definitely my, my second home and that's definitely my family that, that that's there with me. <laughs> you know, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a really good camaraderie between, you know, a, a Bunch of different types of people from different walks of life. we have we have people of all nationalities all sexual orientations police officers gang members <laughs> yeah. we have we have everything in there you know um and we all get along and we all come in there and we don't talk about politics and we don't talk about you know stuff like that we talk about our families and we have fun doing martial arts
1: Do you feel like um, now with everything that's going on, like Baltimore-wise and the shutdown? Because I I just recently spoke to um, um, Ray. I I spoke to Ray on the phone, Ray Ugola. He he said he was was doing some shows at Second Chance Balloon, and he was doing some shows up in, uh, like, Hagerstown area. And I just – I mean – would you consider doing like kind of the outdoor show sort of thing for Baltimore?
3: Um, Now, (laughs) I don't know people
2: might get mad at me for this. Um, I don't have any opposition uh, with doing any shows anywhere. Um, After September the
4: 1st. And
2: there's a reason for that. The the reason is, well, one thing, I, I, I believe that I'm in good enough health and I don't go out anywhere besides to, you know, where I need to go. That if I catch it, if if I catch coronavirus, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. I'll quarantine myself. I try not to pass it on to any, anybody else. Um, but my main concern right now is we have a fighter, um, Tucker Lutz, who is um, going to what they call Dana White's series in Las Vegas um, on September 1st. Um, if he wins this fight, he gets a UFC contract, and he will be the first fighter um, out of ground control to have a UFC contract, uh, mm-hmm. which means he's basically at a big, big time. So,
0: I oh. don't want to be
2: responsible for giving <laughs> him the run. <Ronin. laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I have to, you know, I, as a coach, I have to train with him. I have to help him out. I've been, I've been really isolating myself, making sure that I'm not the guy who when he gets there to, you know, step up to his back and take his coronavirus test, you know, he gets he gets a positive. So
3: I don't <laughs> want to no part to that. <laughs>
2: so I've been, I have a show coming up in West Virginia um, mid-September, um, but I've been turning down um, shows like uh, up until basically after September.
1: I wish you guys the best. I hope you, I hope you get it because that's so awesome. I
3: mean, yeah, that would
1: be so great. That would be so great. It's it's really hard to be away from Baltimore, Byron, because it's like, <laughs> it's like my, like, y'all are my family in so many ways. And like, it is, but it's also like Baltimore can be, there are people who either love Baltimore and they hate Baltimore. I never really find anybody who's like in the middle of like.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: Baltimore. I do. I mean, Well, coming from the backwoods, like, you know, the sticks, like I used to come from, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Baltimore, it's everything you need is there, you know, and and it wasn't like, you know, people talk about the crime and all that kind of stuff. Well, the crime that where I was born and raised, it, it was just as bad. So that didn't bother me at all. It was just, you know, every day for me. But now I have awesome restaurants I can eat at. I can go see a professional football team, I can go see a professional baseball team. I've never seen a professional sports event until I moved to Maryland. So I'm I'm very happy to be say that, you know, um I live in Baltimore and I freak in Baltimore quite often. Uh, B G E can suck a big fat dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <It's true. laughs> other, than,
3: other than that, Baltimore is <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, man. I mean, like, comedy-wise, though. I mean, we were talking about rage and anger earlier. Um, are you able, like, can? Because I, I don't know anything about really exercise other than yoga and taking walks. Like, mm-hmm. do you ha- do you have a specific personal routine that you do for yourself at all? Like, yeah, this? yeah. What do you so. Think?
2: So this will, this will make people feel uh, good out there. I have anxiety like a motherfucker, but I know how to control it very well. It took very, very many years to learn how to control it. I control it through exercise. Um, I have problems where I dwell on stuff. Like if I get if I get if someone in, it's very hard for me to get mad at somebody, but if I do get mad at somebody, I lose sleep for like a week.
3: <laughs> I... I same.
2: <laughs> I I I don't sleep for like a week. All I do is think about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, So, how do I come combat that? Um, I make sure that you know I can't just you know, people people say, oh, you know, you can go in and do jujitsu. Well, what about three o'clock in the morning? I can't do jujitsu three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, go squat with somebody. So, I made sure that I got a a membership to a 24-hour gym doesn't have to be an expensive gym, just somewhere where you can jump on a treadmill, some weight something like that. And any time that I am up for more than 45 minutes, I just, I'm up. I get up. I, I get my gym stuff ready. I take my ass to the gym. I work out. I come home. Usually by the time I get home, I can go back to it. Um, I already had issues with sleeping so missing you know working you know going a days with on four or five hours sleep is not an issue for me it never has really been an issue for me um i guess my body's just used to it so i just make sure when when i'm feeling my feelings or i'm having my anxiety or i'm wishing i want to stab somebody in the throat um <laughs> i i just i beat it out of myself. I, I, I do some type of a high intensity exercise to where, to the point where I can't think of anything about it except for how tired I am. You know, and then after that, everything else kind of cool. You know, so. And it also helps, it also helps to have a, a significant other who understands how you think and how you operate. Because my wife also knows that, um, If she sees me in one of my moods or she sees me like that, she doesn't ask a lot of questions. She just makes sure that I'm okay. Like, okay, I see that he's upset. He's supposed to take out the trash. I'll take out the trash. Or, you know, maybe he doesn't want to, because I do a lot of cooking a lot. um, So maybe, you know, oh, he had... You know, and argue, I heard him on the phone this morning. He yeah, had an argument with this person. Maybe he doesn't have to cook dinner I'll cook tonight. You know, things, little things like that, that help
3: a lot. <laughs> like
2: she knows not to ask me twenty thousand questions. She knows not to say what's wrong a thousand times. Um, well, I guess I guess that has to do with thirteen years of marriage. She kind of understands. Me. <laughs> that helps a lot as well. You know, she's she's a big.
1: And what is it like having kids and doing a MMA, then you had your, well, your other job that you had, and then you were doing stand-up at night? Like, how did you, how did you balance all that?
3: Um, I think,
2: well, A, the ADHD and the fact that I don't sleep much yeah. um, helps a lot. The fact that comedy happens at night helps a lot as well. Um, so a lot of times when I was going out to open mics or a lot of times I was going out to a show, it was, you know, an hour before or right when my son was about to go to bed. So that wasn't an issue. Um, with the mixed martial arts and things like that, a lot of times I take him to the
3: gym with me. He's
2: he's there playing with um, other, other students, other, you know, members will bring their kids. so they'll play there. Um, he... You know, I really don't understand when I, well, too, also when I lift weights, it's usually before work, like I'm usually up at like four or five o'clock lifting weights, doing things like that. Uh, so I do find a lot of time to to spend with my, with my son, even though I do do three, things. <laughs> I will do three things in a day. Um, one of the cool things about the job that I did have, it was a lot of working from home as well. So, um, I was able to you know when he was sick just stay home and work from home with him and be with him and all that kind of stuff so yeah people people wonder that, but i I probably spend just as much time with my with my son as any other any other parents that has a full time job i just i I'm just really good at juggling a schedule <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: well, I mean I find schedules fascinating I could hear yeah. I can hear people talking about their schedules all day long because it's just I it's such a shame that comedy is on hold right now because you yeah. are so fucking determined and yeah I I really wanted to know like how do you do all these with <laughs> <laughs> You
3: know you know what I, you know one thing um have you ever heard
2: of Gary Z? Gary ever yeah. that yeah. guy who yells and stuff? <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember him saying one day, um, somebody asked him, well, you know, I am 40 years old. I I have a full-time job. How am I going to start my own business? And he said, well, think about it. he was like, there's 24 hours in a day. How much much sleep do you really need? Let's say you you need six hours of sleep. You work an eight-hour job. Um, we'll add another hour to that commuting, which is nine hours um, out of your day, and then another six hours for sleep. What are you doing those
3: other hours?
2: Eight hours of free time a day is a lot of time a day. You could start your own business. You can go do comedy. You can do, you can go train, work out. It's all about how you manage your day. That's why I, I really don't have, like when I, when I hear people say, well, I don't have time to work out or I don't have time to do this. And I'm like, well, I have a wife, I have a son, I do comedy. I manage a a martial arts thing and I have an eight hour full-time job. I can do it. How come you can't? You know, it's, it's, it, it puzzles me when people say things like that. It's all about time management. Like, uh, some people like sleeping ten hours a day. Do you really need to sleep ten <laughs> hours a day? Can you function off off the same? Can you function the same with six hours of sleep? You know, so that that's that's my whole my whole thing. You know, just time management. Think about how many hours you have during the day. Sometimes sometimes that shit don't work out. Sometimes curveballs are thrown at you, but. um if you keep a schedule and stay consistent, you can get up so much. You really can get up so much.
1: I mean, that's, Are you a Virgo by chance? <laughs> I am a
2: Scorpio.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> I am the vindictive evil Scorpio. <laughs> yes, which is Scorpio.
1: which is Scorpio.
3: probably
2: why which is probably why when I get mad at somebody, I can't sleep for a week.
3: <laughs>
1: Well, you know what, the Scorpio, so, I mean, I have, and so in astrology, you have like an astrology chart, and I know I go woo-woo on my podcast sometimes, but it's, it's like everybody's got a little piece of everything, but I love Scorpio because it's like you delve into the the deepest details, and I think, you know, a lot of my friends are, a lot of comics are Scorpios, like, yeah, I, I know, um, well, I don't want to, because I know we can't blow up the spot of a Scorpio, but there's a lot, yeah. of, <laughs> a lot of Scorpios in comedy because you're researching. You're like doing those. D- That's yeah. why you you dig into a joke. That's why now I know it's the
3: Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 Yeah.
2: But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Scorpio. <laughs> uh.
1: I didn't mean to go um, Astro on your ass. No, I just... <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: But, I, but, yeah, I mean, com, com, comedy is funny, though. I do. I, I enjoy it a lot. It's definitely... It's my it's my last big hurrah, and I think I'm going to stick with it. You know, I just... I can't wait till we can actually, you know, go back to some open mics. And I have no idea. We have... There's two open mics running right now. Um... One's really hard for me to make, the other one is easy for me to make, but then I have so much new material, and I have a I have a show in September, and it's like, do I really want to do the new material, or should I go back
3: to the old material
2: because <laughs> <laughs> it's not as polished? Yeah, and like you said i'm I'm one of those people who's first time I go I go to an open mic with this new material. Probably not gonna get any last, but then I'm gonna come back with the same material, tweak it, and tweak it again and tweak it again until it's just right. So it's not like it's it's a process for me. I need I need I need a couple of open mics before I could take it to the stage, you know. So just gotta figure out how, how this is gonna work. Yeah, that's the only
1: thing I'm worried about too, is like how is this gonna I'm going through this sort of my voice. I don't know about you, but vocally. So if we're thinking about Mm -hmm. like MMA, like it's almost like that kind of same sort of process. It's just like, I feel like I've lost my voice a little bit. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have, I have a new angle that I think um, I'm going to try out when I actually get back to this. Um, I feel like I don't hear many comics or many people talking about it in in general, even, even the big time comics, but, you know, being in the Rona times and being in quarantine and being in the house with my family, there's so many jokes about being in a, um, what do you call it? A biracial relationship and having a mixed kid. Nobody's touching that subject.
1: Do
3: you know anybody's touching that subject?
1: Um, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, most of the comics I know are degenerates without children. You know. What
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good point.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Very good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: I could. I figured it Like, I could probably. Like the stuff that I've been writing down, I
3: could
2: ten minutes of. You know that material which i don't think any anybody's covering it so i know the jokes are going to be original um so yeah that's that's one of the main things i want to get back at because i have so much ammunition that i just want to throw out and see if it
3: sticks i'm
1: excited to hear i'm like i'm excited to get back to this i can't wait to see I don't know. I can't wait to see everybody again. You know, like
3: yeah. yeah. I hope
1: that I hope it happens again. I hope this fucking <laughs> virus goes away. <laughs> like, um. But I, so, I mean,
3: are there any shows out where you are?
1: We had outdoor shows, and then uh-huh. uh, California went back to stage one. And uh, the place that was letting us do outdoor shows, you know, they had a lot of clientele that was older. So mm-hmm. he 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 shut down earlier because he was like, "I can't you know I, he's like, I don't want to put anybody at risk but mm-hmm. um, old people out here i'm near I'm near Palm Springs, I'm in Joshua tree area' oh, we're wow. not not giving ten bucks, dude, like not giving ten, <laughs> you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my friend in the beginning of this whole thing, my friend John and I went to um the grocery store. And a motherfucker, I'm not even kidding you, had a paper towel that he was holding over his face while he was grocery shopping.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow.
3: Oh, wow. Wow.
1: So people weren't giving 10 fucks in the beginning. So I kind of feel that's kind of why uh, the numbers may have climbed a little bit more, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Will I see a podcast from you out there, an MMA comedy music cast by (laughs) any chance?
2: I've been thinking about it, and I've actually thought about it to the point where I actually bought my my intro and outro music. Um, Like I said, I have all types of recording equipment in my basement due to me being a musician. So I've been really thinking about doing a podcast um, with a fellow comedian, uh, Leo, Leo Kahn. Yeah, nice you know Leo. Leo.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we started about the same time. Yeah. He's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I love him. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, me and Leo uh, are thinking about doing one. Um, nothing's in the books yet. I'm just trying to get through this whole pandemic. But, um, and I also don't know if I want to flood the, flood the market with podcasts. <laughs> I mean, who, I, I, I don't know. I'm just one of those people like, who wants to come, who wants to listen to me,
1: but man, right here, right here talking a, to you right now. Yeah, I want to hear. A,
2: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we may see one and we definitely may see one in the, in the future. And I did have a comedy show, um, called why not laugh, um, that was supposed to be opening in, in uh Silver Springs area, but no road I kind of put a stop to that. So hopefully when we, when that place opens back up, they'll let me uh have that show back. So uh look out for that. Um catch me on a ton of other podcasts, uh Mike Moran's podcast, um about three times um the professional podcast, and then uh I did a podcast also with um Queen B. Uh, called uh e check that out as well. Um, that's really all I have going besides the show in, in West Virginia that I hope definitely get canceled.
1: <laughs> Thank you, man, for being on and um, I'll contact you after, but if you can just send me your your comedy date, I will definitely put it in the show description just so awesome. at least there's a little promo out there and uh I miss you guys I hope you I enjoy miss you well. too I miss you too. <laughs> Uh, lot, lots of love to your wife and your baby. Um,
3: okay.
1: and good luck to the MMA dude. I hope that I hope that goes. I hope ground control gets you. At, what is it? What is it called? UFC. The What's UFC
3: a
2: UFC contract. So he'll be he'll be official. He'll be on television fighting for big bucks. Fuck um, yeah. He's, he's already a professional fighter, but you ain't you ain't nothing until you're in the UFC. So. He gets his contract. It'll um, be good for ground control. Uh, we can say that we're a legit school. Yeah.
1: Oh, Byron, thank you so much for being on today.
2: Yeah. No problem, no problem. Got it. Yeah, yeah, and much luck to you with this podcast. I love it. I, I <laughs> listened to a couple. I listened to a couple episodes before this one, so yeah, this is this is a good podcast. I hope hope lots of good stuff. For you.
1: Oh, you're so sweet, and you have been, uh, I'm telling everybody, since it's a little podcast that's just starting, you have an open invite, so if you need to promo anything or would like to come back, if you have something you want to get off your chest, you're always welcome back. Awesome,
3: thank
2: you. I might take you off on that, I'm, I get I get mad at people a
1: lot. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All
3: right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.